So something I noticed, like, that's been happening lately. Like, first of all, like I said, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of witches. It's a lot of witches, wizards, warlocks, sorcerers, demons. It's going really deep. It's really deep. And it's like a, it's a strong delusion. It's so sick. It's so freaking sick. But, um... Ever since I had, like, this, I don't know what to even call it at this point, but ever since I had, like, this witch after me, these witches after me, like, I noticed, like, I don't know, just, like, how sick and wicked, like, this world really is. So, I don't know, it's so weird because certain times, like, I hear, like, this ringing, and then I hear somebody saying, like, like, we trying to tell you. We trying to help you. Like, that's your way out. I guess they trying to make it seem like this ringing that I keep hearing. You know, if I could kind of figure that out or put two and two together about where that's coming from or how I'm able to hear that. Or that's the way that they're able to, like, hear me. Because I know that they listen to my thoughts on the radio. And that's what's so wicked and so freaky and so creepy about all of it. Like, how they can hear my thoughts, like. I'm telling you, like, we're growing up, like, this kind of stuff used to be in cartoons, movies, etc. But you never thought this stuff really exists. Like, you'd be, you know, wondering if, like, the villains that do this stuff in the cartoons or, like, in the movies. Like, this this stuff really, like, capable or possible or, like, magic is really real. And getting, and as I got older, like, I thought the only magic ever came from God, like, and it's so weird to find out, like, people really, like, worship the devil. And, like, I don't know, like, they really believe, like, they're getting something out of it. But it's just so frustrating that, you know, a lot of times it's frustrating to me because I feel like I have to deal with it. Like, I have to, like, I'm I'm attacked constantly because, first of all, I don't know what it is with these witches and demons anyways because anytime they ever cast a spell, sell their soul to Satan, worship and whatever, they are put on missions to go attack Christian believers. And if you don't have to attack Christian believers and watch their every move, every move and be obsessed with them anyway, then why not be one? It don't make sense to me to be... You know, doing all that to get away from Christianity and believing in God just to be sent back right back into that. You just on the other side, I guess, if anything, if you ever get into that, like, I guess it's about selfish reasons. It's about money, etc. But a lot of times the only money you get is used to hinder or trip up a Christian believer. You don't ever get to use that money for personal reasons like if it's ever personal it gotta have something to do with a stopping hindering or affecting a christian believer and it's like if your whole life gonna be surrounded with god anyways then why why worship satan because satan's only objective is to bring people away from god satan's only objective is to steal kill and destroy in a christian believer's life literally satan don't have no life outside of that Satan don't do nothing but that. What else does Satan do? Please tell me. And if you're going to say some creative way of hunting and trying to pull people away from God, you might as well save it. Because that's pretty much what I just said. Yes, he's crafty. He's finding a million, billion different ways to do it. But that's all he do. He don't do nothing else. So I just wonder, like, if, you know, if you got something against, if you got so much against 
you know, dedicating and giving your life to God, then why worship Satan who dedicated his life to God without even admitting it? His whole life dedicated to God, whether he admits it or not. I mean, yeah, it's dedicated to pulling people away from God. It's dedicated to hating God, but it's still dedicated to God. So why do you feel like you're different and set apart? It don't make sense to me. Like, the only difference between me and you is that I chose God. The only difference between me and you is I've accepted God. The only difference between me and you is that I want to dedicate my life to God. The difference between me and you is that you just don't know you dedicated your life to God. And I do. And it's so crazy because it's like, no, I didn't dedicate my life to God. You know, you don't know what is going on. You don't know what it's about. But, you know, I noticed that if you're so powerful and you're so uh, independent and you your own God, you don't need God, then why all your power is surrounded by taking mine? Why you don't, why you can't, you know, why why you not powerful enough to stand on your own? Why do you have to steal somebody else's power? Why are you so jealous of my power? I thought you was powerful. I thought God ain't got nothing to offer. I thought I ain't got nothing to offer. I thought I was losing. I thought I'm stupid. I thought I don't see everything that it is to see. You know, I thought I'm lost. Following God blindly and I'm just a, a sheep. I thought I was all of that stuff. But you can't do nothing but worry about what I'm doing. But I'm the sheep. I'm the lost one. You know, I'm the powerless one, right? It's so funny to me because it's so weird. It's so weird. I don't get it. I don't get there. Like, I think the only way to understand is that they accept that they are miserable. They accept that they hate their lives. They accept that, you know, they not worth nothing. They not worth nothing that's what they accept and the only reason they're not worth nothing is because they choose to not be worth nothing so they accept that you know i want to not be worth nothing and i ain't that's what they accept and that's the only way i can make sense of it in my head it don't make sense no other way you think you're gonna win no you don't do that you think you different no you ain't that you think you standing in your own power? Nope, you can't do that. You think you gain something? Nope, you only losing. Like you think he care about you? No, he just using you. Like you think, you know, you setting yourself apart from God and the Christian lifestyle and all that stuff like you running away from it? Nope, you just running towards it. Like I just don't get it. I just don't understand. I mean, maybe you just like hurting people. That's that's what you get out of it. You just like hurting people. But nope, you only get hurt more. Like, what are you getting out of it? It's different when you don't know. But when you know, it's like you just a mess. You just a mess. And it's so sad because, like, God shows me. He shows me how you look. So if you thought you was hiding, nope, you can't do that. He's showing me you. He's showing me your situation. He's showing me what you got going on. He's showing me how much you ain't happy. He's showing me how much you suffer thinking, trying to make people think you win. He's showing me that you live in a lie. He's showing me that you accepted lies and now, you know, you can't do nothing but live in them. He showed me that everything you want to pretend that you got. You literally trying to convince me because you already know you don't have nothing. He showed me you like you don't have nothing. 
But you know what else he showed me? He showed me what you could have. He showed me what's waiting on you. He showed me what you turning down. He showed me what you walked away from to have nothing. He showed me what you think you got. Like, he's showing me what you're missing out on. He's showing me what you're willingly missing out on. And you know what? I don't want to, I'm not going to feed into anything Satan was saying right now. I don't want to do that. But I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like he's trying to tell me like, you know, and I have to hurt because of you. But I don't want to ever say that because the thing about it is I don't want you to feel responsible for my hurt. Because if I choose to hurt, if I choose to feel pain, if I choose to feel bad for your situation, I chose that. Willingly, knowingly, and I accepted it. I accept that. You know, the thing about it is accepting that is really relative because I don't want to have to accept it. I don't want to have to accept that you're in pain. Like, it don't make me feel good to see you in pain. Otherwise, I'd be where you at. It don't make me feel good to see you suffer. I'd be where you was if that was the case. It's it's just sad to me, so I can't. I don't have no choice but to feel bad because what I'm supposed to do, feel good about it? I want to see a change. I want to see a difference. I want what God wants. And I feel bad because I see what's possible. I know what it's like to be in your shoes because I was in your shoes before. I mean, maybe not, you know, specifically like you are. I feel like you're dedicated to the job. I was just ignorant. I didn't know what I was doing. But, you know, there's maybe you're ignorant. Maybe you don't get it. Maybe you don't see it. So I try not to judge you. But it's so frustrating because, you know, I can't, well, I can't let it frustrate me. I'm not going to lie. It's just upsetting only because, you know, it's so much like it's so much love, compassion, grace, mercy, peace, forgiveness gratefulness abundance like it's so much healing fulfilledness you know like it's so it's so much just completeness just waiting for everybody and some of us just choose to be empty and then not only do we choose to be empty we choose to go and try and you know drain someone else who we feel has more or is more full. But the problem when, when somebody comes and tries to drain me is my cup overfloweth. Whatever you try and take, I have so much more where that came from. Because I'm getting it from the source. My father, he offers living water. Which means whoever come to him, whoever comes to him never thirsts again. Where you're going for whatever for your water, where you're going to, you know, quench your thirst, you're have you're gonna have to keep returning. You're you're going to be thirsty again. Where I'm going, I will never thirst again. My cup overfloweth and refill. I'm abundant. So it's okay if you see my cup, you see my, you know, abundance and you you feel compelled to take. You feel compelled to destroy or steal or kill. It's okay. 
because it's so much more that come what I came from and everything that you do is really just contributing to the Lord teaching me how to how to how you are supposed to look how you're supposed to carry yourself when you're this abundant when you're this abundant you don't cry about somebody coming to steal something one small little thing the Lord said if someone takes your cloak give them the other one if somebody asks you to walk a mile with them walk too if your brother sins against you seven times and repent seven times it means it forgive him seven more be abundant be gracious be caring forgiveness forgiving because it's the only way you're going to be able to change your brother or sister now i cannot lie i struggle with this that's why you're here if i was so good at it i mean would you be here because I don't think you would be bothering somebody that you couldn't affect. So I'm sure that you're here because of my, you know, will needing to learn this part. I'm sure that you're here because of my needing to practice this part. And thank you for helping me practice. Like, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you're actually here to help me practice. Yes, I am. And even though at certain times and many different times, like, I debate whether... You know, I even want you to be here. I debate whether, you know, it's even worth it. At the end of the day, I know that it is because if it really weren't, if I really decided on that, you know, it's not hard to be where you at. I mean, how hard is it to do what you're doing? I mean, it's very hard when you've decided on what I've decided on. To not do that. To actually want to see somebody be better. To accept the love that God gave, gives me. To accept this abundance and not starve or thirst. To accept this living water. And to be abundant. And to be fulfilled. And to be blessed. And to help others get that because I'm so abundant. When you have so much, you don't sit around worried about what other people have. You worry about getting people to that point. You worry about giving. Like when you have so much where you're so grateful and gracious and happy and loved, you just want to see the people who don't have it have that too. There's nobody out here who's truly fulfilled, happy, and abundant who's sitting up here trying to take from others. Because you can say, oh, yes, it is. This. They don't have anything then. They don't have a thing. And that's one thing that God showed me. That's one thing that God told me. Like, you are abundant. That's why. That's why it doesn't make sense to you why people take when it's free. That's why it doesn't make sense why people steal, kill, and destroy when it's all this peace and love and grace being offered to them. Because you're abundant already. But there's people who just don't have it. They just don't know how to get to it. Or they're afraid. Or they're prideful. Regardless, you show them the way. You be an example. Because this is why you're abundant. This is why you're blessed. You're blessed to share. The Lord has poured so much power and love and grace and mercy into my life. 
he told me not to keep it to myself. He said, you know, look at all that you have. Would you even want to keep all that to yourself? And when you have something so good and so great and you're so abundant in it, you just share freely like you want them to have it because, you know, it's so good. How can I keep it to myself? It's so great. How can I be selfish? I have so much. But people who've never had nothing don't know what that's like. People who've never had nothing could never understand that. People who've never had anything don't think like that because they've never had anything. That's why you give. I'm telling you it's a different mindset with the rich. Rich people... And not, not all, because it rich is a mindset. It is not a lifestyle. There's a lot of poor, rich people. And there's a lot of rich, poor people. Rich is a mindset. When you have so much, when people come around who don't have it, you just want them to have it. You just want to put them in a position to have it. You never want to see them without it. You never want to take what little that they have. Because you're so abundant. And it just seems unfair that no that someone can be without. It seems it just seems like it's not right. But when you are poor and you come around someone who is rich, the only thing you can think is how much you want that. The only thing you can think is how much you should have that. And so I can't say always, but oftentimes you feel compelled to take. But the Lord is showing me that people are going to come around and they're going to try and take from you. I don't want you to fight for whatever it is that they're taking. Because you should know that if I ever allowed them to take anything from you, it's because I had something so much more in store. So I noticed that and I realized like in the beginning of this fight, I, I was like, it's not worth it. It's not worth fighting for what you want to take from me because I noticed that you could have taken you could have taken it and slipped off sneakily, but you took it and you waited for my reaction because it's not just about taking it because you don't have it's about taking because you don't want me to have it, and the problem with that is that's never going to happen. You cannot take something from me in order for me to not have it. So you notice that. That's why you wait for my reaction. Because the only way you can take anything is if I give it to you. So I have to give you a reaction. I have to give you, you know, what you're looking for. In order for you to feel accomplished. In order for you to feel like you did something. But if I let you just take it, it's never enough for you. You don't even want it. You don't even want it if you take it and I'm just like, well, you can have it. I want you to have it. By then you don't want it. Why is that? Because it's not about taking because you don't have. It's about taking so that I don't have. And you wouldn't feel like that if you knew that there's no way you could do that when I'm getting my abundance from the source. If I were limited in anything, where would I really be? I don't think you would be trying to take anything.
If I were truly limited, how many people do you know that is limited that you are not bothering? You only taking because you want me to be limited. You're only trying to take because you can't stand that I'm getting it from the source. You can't stand the abundance. And I don't believe that's you. Because honestly, like, why would you feel compelled to act like that? Why would you feel compelled to do that? Who does that? Whose character is that? That's Satan's character. Satan's character is jealousy, envy, stealing, killing, destroying, wickedness. Only Satan wants to take something from you just so you don't have it. Not because he needs it. And we need to pay more attention. We need to pay more attention to why we want things. Do you want this because you need it? Do you want this because it's beneficial to you? Do you want this because it can help you? Or do you want this so that other people can't have it? Do you want this so that you can hurt someone else? Do you want this so that you can affect someone else negatively? You have to want it because it's beneficial to you. You have to want it because it helps you. You cannot want it because someone else won't have it if you do. Or you cannot want it because it negatively impacts someone else. You cannot want that. You have to fight. You have to You have to want to win. And then you will. And the only way, the only way to win is to be okay with losing. That's the only way. If you're so adamant about winning, I have to win. I cannot lose. You've already lost. Because guess what? Winners already won before they started the race. Because they knew they were a winner whether they finished or not. They knew that they were a winner whether they lost or not. They knew that they were a winner whether they won or not. I'm already a winner. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you take. It doesn't matter what you stop. It doesn't matter what you try. It doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. And I think that the only loss I'd ever take is you. The fact of the matter is the only loss I'd ever take is you. Anything you take, anything you touch, anything you bother, hinder, setback, delay, anything you steal, anything you kill, anything you destroy, that's not the real loss. All of that comes back around. All of that is abundant all of that is you know returned 10 times all of that is coming back but you i don't get another you god don't get another you we don't the world doesn't get another you you're the loss so why let yourself be one because you want to feel like you won What is feeling like you want, looking like you want, sounding like you want, you know, pretending that you won when you didn't? What is that? 
That's one thing I've been trying to understand this whole time. You can make it look like anything you want to, but if it's not really that, what really is it? I could feel like I want all day. I could look like I want all day. I could have a bunch of people saying I want all day, but if I didn't really win, then what does that matter? What is that doing? How long does that last? That's empty. And I would be empty if that was enough for me. But I'm sure, you know, it's going to take for you to come to that conclusion on your own. Because it's not like, you know, I I just knew the first time someone told me. But I do know that I was willing to listen. I do know that if I weren't willing to listen, that I wouldn't be here. You have to at least be receptive you have to at least be willing to listen maybe you're not gonna change right now maybe you're not gonna give it up right now maybe you're not gonna get it right now that's okay but you have to be willing to listen one day at some point because you may start off with nothing you may be somebody who doesn't have anything that doesn't mean that you can't get anything that doesn't mean that you can't have anything just because you have nothing doesn't mean you can't have nothing. And the first step to having anything is to believe you already have it. To know what you already have, first of all. Know what you already have and whatever it is that you want, believe you already have it. And I'm sure it's a bunch of people who probably felt like my advice is not worth anything. I can't say it's my advice. I learned this from God because I remember when I was very poor, I didn't have five cents to my name. I couldn't even put gas in my car. I couldn't pay my phone bill. Like, I didn't have a dime. I couldn't buy a dollar cheeseburger. And guess what? I felt rich. I felt so rich. And it did not go away. It stayed as stuck. It stuck to me like glue. So I said, why do I always feel so rich and I don't have a cent? Like money come and money go. I know I'm not really good with saving money, you know, because I already feel rich. And it's, it's I'm not even going to lie. I'm not going to say that it's okay to, you know, have bad financial uh, knowledge. I'm not saying it's good to have bad financial manners or etiquette. What I'm saying is that because I felt rich, money meant nothing. Money would come and I would say, why not if it makes me happy? Why not spend it on this if it makes me happy? And you know what I noticed that the Lord showed me? People who do that are a lot happier in life. People who hold clutch into their money so tight because they, you know, they fear being broke or they fear the feeling of being broke or they have something to prove are broke. Doesn't matter how much money they have, they're broke. When you spend money, when you allow money to freely go and freely leave because it's about the memories, it's about the love, it's about the experience. 
It's about what it does to your soul. It's about the happiness it provides. It's never about the money spent. You're happier in life. And one thing I can say, in the kingdom of God, it's never about money because money is abundant. I'm talking about it's so much money. You don't even spend money when you go to the store. I've had so many different visions from God where I'm at a a mall or a place or, you know, where it seems like things should cost money and there's no price tags. There's no, I don't even have a wallet on me. I don't have money on me because everything is just there for the taking. Whatever you want, you can have. And you would think, well, you know, it seems like on earth somebody would come in here and take everything about this store. That's why you need to understand that people who have, they don't act like that. People who have only take what they need. Sometimes lavishing on things that they, you know, want. People who don't have take everything because they've never had nothing. And that's why we live in such an unfair, unstable, uneven world. Because we have a bunch of people who've never had anything taking a bunch of things they don't need. And then we have a bunch of people who've had everything not evening the playing field. Not always, but a bunch of people who've had everything and they're not able to teach the people who've had nothing how to act around things, how to act with things. So when it comes down to it, I'll never sound perfect. I will never say that, you know, I'm so perfect. Anytime I get around things, anytime I'm always acting in the manner I'm supposed to. I'm still a learning, growing human being. I still have to learn in situations. And if it be flesh or worldly things, I grew up without nothing. But if it's about spiritual, if it's about in the spirit and how I feel, I've grown up with everything I've ever needed or wanted. I am so blessed and abundant. And it's never ignorable. It's never overlooked. I don't care what nobody say. I can't even pretend to be poor in spirit. It's obvious. I am rich in spirit. I am abundant in spirit. And it's natural. Now, unfortunately, because, and I don't like, I'm not trying to focus on the negative, but unfortunately, because I, you know, oftentimes encounter a lot of people who are poor in spirit, I do get the wrong reactions to that. I feel like that should be embraced, respected, appreciated, and a breath of fresh air even, especially in a world of people who Choose being poor in spirit. You choose that. Each and every single day. Each and every single day that with every decision that you make, when you choose worldly, materialistic things over spiritual gifts from God, you choose being poor in spirit because you think materialistic things actually fulfill that void. Actually can 
satisfy you in the spirit. And then once you've gotten all the materialistic things, you are upset, in regret of not tending to your spirit instead. And somehow you feel like slighted that you couldn't have you couldn't have had both. That you couldn't have done both. Like is like you have to choose. Why do I have to choose? And when you choose spiritual gifts, you don't. Now it looks like it, it seems like it, it feels like it. And honestly, the world will make you feel like it. The world will convince you that you had to choose and you chose the wrong choice. Because nobody sees that. Nobody respects that. Nobody appreciates that. And the people who appreciate that are the people that nobody appreciate. So it feels like you made the wrong choice. But once you really take a real look at this world and you take a step back from what the world wants you to see, when you take a step back from what you're supposed to see, what they're brainwashing you to see, what they're convincing you to see, what they're tricking you to into seeing, you'll find that what you're actually supposed to see is that you're already rich. You're rich before you ever went searching for anything. It's just like when you start in school in the first semester, in the beginning of the semester, you start off with an A, 100%, until you start turning in less than sufficient work. And then it starts taking down your score. You have to keep submitting good work. You have to keep working. You have to keep putting in effort. You have to make sure you're maintaining that 100%. You don't start off with zero. You start off with 100. And if you end up with zero, that that usually just means that you aren't putting in work. You're not maintaining. So we need to look at our spirit like that. We need to look at how God is feeding our spirit like that. Because God, with God, like, even when you only put in 50%, he got the other 50 for you. Even when you only put in, like, 30%, he got the 70. With God, he's filling in the gaps. He's making less than sufficient work 100%. He's making less than sufficient work abundant. And that's more than fair. That's merciful. That's gracious. So, I just wanted to come over here and say that. Because, you know, I had felt that, that tug again. Where it feels like the world is trying to pull me back in. And trying to make me feel like I'm not on the right path. Like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Like what I have to say and what I've chosen and what I'm learning. And all the things that I know are the is the fruit of life. All the fruit that my tree is bearing is worth nothing. When it's, you know, I don't want to talk about anybody, but it's a bunch of fruitless trees. A bunch of trees that's bearing no fruit. And when I bear fruit, I'm being told that I'm on the wrong path. 
But of course it will seem like I am when every other tree is not bearing fruit. The one tree that bears fruit stands out and set apart and looks like it does not fit or belong. And it doesn't fit or belong if you're looking at it like that. You have to change your perspective. Does the tree that bears fruit is supposed to not bear it because all the other trees are bare? Are all these other trees supposed to learn and take heed, you know, learn lesson, take notes on how to how this tree is bearing fruit and start bearing fruit as well? Do you want a world of fruitless trees? Or do you want that hope that that one tree that's bearing fruit can teach the rest of the trees? Show the rest of the trees how to bear fruit. Which one is it? Because it seems like all the trees that that are not bearing fruit are telling the tree that's bearing fruit how to bear it. When it should be the other way around. Quantity is not quality. Just because you are big in number or abundant in number does not mean you're abundant in quality or that you're right. Now, I've always been told growing up, it can't be everybody's wrong and you're right. If everybody agrees with this, if everybody feels like this, you must be wrong. But... I see it differently because everybody could be so wrong and so used to being wrong. They don't know what's right. And then God plants the one tree that is right. And because you haven't, you're not able to see what's right because you're not, you're so used to wrong, you automatically reject difference. When you need to accept difference because it's the only lifeline here. Now, the blessing in all of this is that God has shown me that it doesn't matter what people say, what they think, what they do. Believe what I told you. And that's not hard when God is so amazing. He's so amazing and he's so true. He's so real. He's so much better than anything or or anywhere else I could go. So it's not hard when, when that's the case. The only time it's hard when he requires you to set an example for, I don't want to say, well, a bunch of people, a bunch of situations, and a bunch of things that are not willing to listen, not willing to change stubborn and stuck in a pattern a pattern that's not bearing fruit a pattern that is actually decreasing in value instead of increasing descending instead of instead of us ascending so would you rather keep descending because that's what everybody's doing or would you rather ascend and be against everybody or be set apart from everybody or be different from everybody i've already chosen the only way to pave 
that way to make that path and to offer that lane is to start down it, even if you got to do it alone. And I've noticed that's what I'm doing. And it's not easy. It's very hard. But it's been done before. And I'm doing it. So. I, I you know, oftentimes refer to that um, metaphor or saying. Ants can't tell bees how to make honey. But what if a bee is doing it alone, having to figure it out on their own? They don't have a whole beehive. And it's a bunch of ants who have a bunch of people backing them up. Then what does the bee do? Does the bee stay confident that I'm different from you? And that means I know what I'm doing because it just feels right. Even though I don't have any guidance other than, you know, God, even though I don't have an instruction manual, I have to kind of do this, you know, I got to be who I am as opposed to the ants who are like, no, see, we have all, we have a whole colony and it's just you and we're thriving over here, right? We're doing our thing, but what they're doing is not what you're intended to do. So what does what does that be do? Does that be give up and become an ant when it clearly does not fit? Or does that be pave the way? Start a whole be, trust the trust the bee's instincts. Do what the bee is intended to do and create a beehive as hard as it seems or may look or as impossible as it seems being the only one. What does that bee do? What would you do as a bee? Would you become an ant? That's how it feels. I can't, I don't even fit in there. I can't force myself to fit in there. If I force myself to fit in there, I would just stick out like a sore thumb. I would force myself, I would look like I'm trying to be somebody I'm not because that's what I would be doing. I am who I am. I'm set apart. I may be the only one, but not for long. And I got to trust my instinct because clearly it's different than y'all's. Doesn't mean that y'all wrong, but it doesn't mean that I'm not right. So we'll see what happens. But I just feel compelled to talk about that. <laughs>